Okay, Boker Tov. Good morning. So, we, we, last week we were talking about, um, not only about the terrible, terrible damage of disgracing somebody, what that permanently does to a relationship, the, the scar tissue that, that it leaves, it's so the, that uh, you know. I, I you know when you look back that kid that song they told you when you were a little kid, sticks and stones can make my bones, and names can never hurt you. That's the, the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Uh, you know, I, I, and I can tell you firsthand if if somebody takes a stick or a, a, something you hit somebody that wound will will hear no no doc. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the sticks and stones ninety nine percent of the time let me will will heal over time. But the um the words they they stick, they stick, they stay, and they're, they're, the the anger sometimes, the pain that the 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 emotional damage when you humiliate somebody. And, and as I mentioned, unfortunately, uh, the people who take it the worst, and the people who sometimes people are their bar is the lowest, are their loved ones. And you could really say something to a mother-in-law or a daughter-in-law, a son-in-law or a father-in-law. A brother or brother-in-law, a parent or child, and of course a spouse, uh, and that the relationship just n- can never be the same without somebody really changing themselves. It really it could be years later, and those and that, that that humiliating comment or words. I mean, if you, uh, God forbid, for a husband ever to tell a wife or a wife to tell a husband, "I want to divorce you," I hate you. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> they will never forget that. I, 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 how do I know? Because I've heard it in my office. That was 28 years ago. Neither will they return. Oh, yeah. That's if they're already getting divorced. I'm talking if they're still married. Yeah. They're, you know, they're still married, and the damage to the marriage is just there. Uh, in-laws, daughter-in-laws, son-in-laws, father-in-laws, mother-in-laws, which already is a, a, a naturally awkward relationship. If you insult them, or, oh, forget about it. They're, they're, they will hold a chip, a grudge. I'm not talking about disagreements. I'm talking about insulting. Uh, human beings, ha- normal human beings can handle a certain level of conflict. It's okay. To, certainly if, they, if your brother-in-law likes Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, you should tell them that they're, they're wrong. Don't tell them they're a complete idiot. Just tell them they're partial. Maybe a little bit, you know. You know, but my, my, uh, joking politics aside, you're allowed to disagree. That, that's not the point. What you cannot do is denigrate and disgrace. Uh, then we mentioned, um, then we mentioned uh, the, that, uh, we mentioned about being able to handle disgrace, being able to handle yourself. One thing is if you, God forbid, disgrace someone. The other thing is if, if, if you are disgraced, how one should deal with it, how one should uh, suck it up, as we say. The, so from there, Val Achas Kama Vakama, Sarech Lezar Shalolios Kafway Toiv, Mishalavazos La Adam Shakibo Hanami Meru. You should never be a Kafway Toiv. You should never be a person who is uh, an ingrate and actually insults. And denigrate and attack people who help you helped you. Sometimes the people who, who actually benefited you, who helped you, 
who gave you, who taught you, who took care of you, they, they, they let you down or they, they do something and all of a sudden they're your worst enemy. <laughs> you know, everything they did in the past is forgotten. I mean, let's go back for a second. You know, the fact that in any normal functional home, a child cannot talk to or hate a parent. Last week, last week, I'm not kidding you. Last week, uh, I had two stories come my way of children who do not talk to parents. That's insane. I'm not talking about people who are seriously abused. I, you know, even then, you have to, you have to know. Normal situations where things didn't work out exactly what people liked, but that are human realities. Uh, and they, and I don't know if these children uh, disgraced and humiliated their, these parents, but because I'm not that intimately involved, my, my involvements, I am involved, but not at that level yet. Um, but, I, but having said that, like, how does that happen? Well, one of the ways it happens is a person's an ingrate. Well, let's say you have a million things going your way. Somebody helped you, taught you, did something for you, and at some level they, they disappoint you. And so now you feel the liberty to attack them and vilify. If you have a husband and wife situation who are still married, there's no divorce lawyers involved. They're married for 25 years. They're married for several years. I mean, they, they, they've shared life. They share themselves. They share their dreams. They share their hopes. You know, you're in, in marriage. And now your wife hurts you or your husband hurts you to insult them, to disgrace. I mean, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? This is a person it would be, who, who gave you everything. You know, it could be a, a, the parents of your child, children. And that's a person you could ever denigrate and humiliate. And it happens. It's, 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 so at some level, you're an ingrate to be able to do that. The person who gives you so much that you could actually go ahead and insult. So I feel like I'm not cold to So you don't have a spouse. A spouse, you know, we'll, since it's a man, sure, we'll, we'll assume the woman or the tzaddikis is the men have to work on it ourselves. The woman cooks for you. She puts on makeup for you. She makes your bed. She takes care of you. She, when you're nervous, you talk to her. She gives you friendship and kinship. She can be the mother of your children. You know, there, there's a certain physical intimacy. She takes, I mean, there's a million things. The woman helps you out. So now all of a sudden something doesn't go right. You could say, you could say, uh, you're, 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 you're lazy. You're so inefficient. What's with you? You look, you look slovenly. I mean, there's much worse things that people have said. But how do you do that? that that's the, the ultimate and, and, and not only that, if it's even a person who benefits you a little bit, a filu hana koshehu, they helped you up a shum panam, selamam ashamu, she'ain lavazus, it's a gemara mufureshes. And the gemara says, in barachas tafnunam ibeiz, she'ain lavazus esa ochalim, don't denigrate food. Don't de. This, uh, now, I, I, this is not Dr. Seuss over here, it's not the, the eggs in the hand, the, you know, the, the omelets don't go talking. What does it mean? Don't 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 denigrate food. The Amu bear the shas mina maya lo tishde bakala. And also the Gemara says that a, a, a well, a well that you drank from, don't throw rocks at. Well, why should food fed you? Appreciate it's for us. It's not for the food. The food doesn't have emotions. 
The food, the food has, has no emotions. You're not going to insult food. It says don't embarrass the food. It has nothing to do with the food. Okay? Just like Moshe wouldn't hit Oh! Reb Nachum. And Moshe did not hit the river. By which plague? Sparta. Both right. By both of them. Both by the blood and the frogs. So Moshe didn't hit the boil of Vishanitzalo. Moshe, you benefited. Moshe, you benefited. Why had Moshe benefit by the, by, by the Nile River? He got saved. He Instead of the river overturning his little uh, teva, uh, it, it, it pushed him to the side of the river by the reeds. It could have, the water could have pushed him the wrong way. And also by the third Maka, the third plague, he didn't hit the ground. Which Maka was that? Uh, What's number three? Kinim, right? By the, uh, so why not? Because the ground, he was hitting the ground when he killed the Egyptian, and the, the ground hit him. Tom and Bobby Mitzri. So Moshe benefited. Now, guess what? The Nile River is one of the biggest rivers in the world. In fact, the, the Torah, uh, it's two of the four major rivers in the beginning of in Gan Eden are, are the Nile, the Gichon and the Pishon, the Blue Nile and the White Nile. Right? They go down, the Nile goes, starts up and then it splits. Right? So the Blue Nile and the White it's ama- You think that the Nile cares if Moshe Rabbeinu hits it or not? First of all, the Nile doesn't have feelings. Uh, how, how much hitting is Moshe Rabbeinu doing to the Nile River over here? He's going to tap it to turn it into blood. Now, I think it, if it had feelings, it wouldn't want to be blood or frogs coming out. But the point is, it's so minor. And, it's doing, and in fact, maybe the Nile would be honored to be a maka and kill the Egyptians who had damaged the Jewish people. But you, uh, you can't do anything. A kol shoe. Somebody helps you in this world. Somebody benefits you in this world. Somebody teaches you Torah in this world. Somebody is your wife. You know, in any normal relationship, by the way, a brother, a sibling's helped you. A grandparent, you know, even by a parent or a grandparent, even if they've done nothing for you in this world, in your own mind, they always do, in your own mind, they gave you life. You think that's not how not called to? They gave you life. They gave you life. And yet there are people who can insult them. We also cover the challah on Friday. Cover the challah. Yeah, that's that's. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. Also, also, it's good. Right. Kol shaken kol v'challah am sheitiv imo. Certainly, if a person looked to help you, bekavana muchuvana shetzarch shetia ahavasa shmur netzach. That your your love should be for not like the the the, the models today. What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? That's how people live. That's not. It's just a, that's how people live. When you hear that a child doesn't talk to a parent. Or parent doesn't talk to a child, or brother and sisters don't talk. That's you know even in work you know if a person has a job, a person has a job they're a part of a team uh, in in a tech company for months or years and you worked on projects together and for some reason at this point it doesn't work. It's like all of a sudden it's like a, a divorce which is gives you rights to bash the people you work for with months. And to hate them, and to badmouth them, and to denigrate. I mean, these are people you benefited each other. It's not about lately. You know, we we he says forever. What do we we say it all the time in davening? God's chesed is for eternity. It's forever. God, we're still thankful to Hashem. He took cross us the the the, the Red Sea. Um, 
Vim chaveru yakeno. And if your friend goes ahead and, and hits you, hu yishmor es rucho v'yasa kol mashemuto alav lasos. He hit me. So you know what? I'm going to hit him back. Now obviously, if somebody is endangering your life, and there's, that's not your friend, <laughs> and you may have to you defend yourself. It's not talking about that. This is, it's called one word, revenge. You know, they did this to me. I'm going to do this right back. Um... I'm going to get him back. The truth is, and you're going to have tremendous damage. Sit there quietly. Don't, don't respond. Don't, don't lower yourself. Don't escalate it as well. Feeling that's just practical. I remember. Um, I remember my Shashiva actually, Abzal Gepstein's at Sal. Jonathan Rose had met him a couple times in his life and he mentioned some of the stories about him. Mm-hmm. So he married me off. I remember once there was a certain person I really uh, could have been quite upset at for, for good reason. So I said to him, Should I confront this person? So he said, Is it affecting you today? Is, it, is there any reason? I said, No, not really. I just, but he should know that this was terrible. So he said, Never, don't bring it up. Because once you bring something up, what happens is it's out in the open, and the whole dynamic. Change. I mean, that, obviously, he didn't. Person didn't hit me, but the person was Shalai Kahagan, didn't do things properly, um, and and you know, I don't, very, I don't really really see this person today. But I don't. It's like you know, I'm sure the person doesn't remember. And I don't know, it doesn't bother me. But if I had brought it up, if I, certainly if I attacked the person, every time I would see the person, what would happen? It would be more than uncomfortable. Tension. Tension it would be. So, in this case, and you get a lot of reward. In this case, I, I will tell you, you know, I'm just in the Shalom Bias plane, yeah. or in the sibling plane, or in the mother child, or brothers and sisters. What happens? Somebody says something inappropriate, incorrect, wrong, hurtful. And so, what, what do they do? They need to get the line back. It, it, it's, it's, it's just, they just can't be quiet. They just don't know how to have a seichel. Not to say, if you just be quiet, it will It will pass. But what happens is, no! How, they did this to me? After what I did to her? So, okay, you, they're wrong. So I'm going to be double. You know what? You know the little kid? I actually got in trouble when I was a little kid. I'm going I'm to get myself in trouble now. I, like, when I, was like, I must have been, I'm trying to remember how old I was. I think it was eight or nine. I, I, I was definitely before ten. It was eight or nine. Like a kid did something to me, and I did something really back, and I heard it back. Uh, so he kid started with me. You know, I was in elementary school, uh, and, uh, and I did something back to this kid, um, and he got hurt. Um, so we both ended up in the principal's. So I was like, I think the only time in my life that, as a little kid, I was in the principal's office, uh, and I'm in the principal's office, and. See, he hurt me, but when I hurt him back, it was worse. <laughs> uh, so, uh, obviously, the guy was bigger than me. It wasn't like I was, you know, the guy had to be bigger than me. But, but I guess in, in the act of self-defense, um, I, I hurt him. I significantly hurt him. His little Polish hands could work. Huh? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what, whatever the details was, the point is, I remember the principal saying, why did you do this? 
So like, what do you mean? Why did I do it? He did this to me. Mm-hmm. So what, how does that answer go with the principle? You tell me. What do you think? Don't hit back. Two wrongs don't make a right. Two wrongs don't make a right. And don't hit back. And, and who, who, what would have happened if I didn't hit back in, in, in a normal situation? I can tell you my own kids. If one kid gets hit and it comes to me and, and says, I was going to, but I didn't. Of course, that kid's going to go on the pedestal. Ice cream for dinner. He gets, you know, but if he hits his sibling back, then you don't, you know, you're not, you're not, you don't gain. And so you see this in these relationships. It's so sugar. They, they hit back. They're not eight years old. They're 38, 48, 58, 68. And you know who the loser is? They are. They lose out. And it's not a school elementary principle. This is Akadosh Baruch Hu. And you know what? Beginning, beginning, eternal word adjustment. You lose in this world. There's a zikr, 100% a loss. And, and, and the worst thing is when you deal with people all the time, you, there are people at Shul. You see the person the next day, it's uncomfortable. You're living in the same house, you're married to the person. Oh my goodness. This is, this happens. Of course it does. You, 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 have, uh, you have a sibling, a parent, a grandparent, a grandparent. How, how do you get to fight the grandparents? I get to find the grandparent. Well, she didn't get me this. Now that's the insult. The kid doesn't get a a, kid, a, a toy. So how does the the Torah tells us to take vengeance against certain so, Nicole Nicknas? Uh, okay, give me. Tell me when the Torah tells you to take vengeance. Nicholas Nicknas. So did the Torah tell you to take vengeance, or Hashem told you to take vengeance? So that was the first. Of all, it was a prophecy that God said. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough. I mean, doesn't that contradict Lucy? Lo- no, because, how- first of all, it's got, that was a, a divine ascension. But besides anything else, that, that was, um, if somebody is out to kill you or destroy you spiritually, which the Midianites got involved in to destroy the Jewish people mm-hmm. spiritually, so that's self-defense. Let me tell you, if I saw somebody from Hamas or Hezbollah, I'd kill them dead. I'd shoot them dead. That's not revenge. That's, that's self-defense. Yeah, well, that, that's why I say, why, why would they call it Nekama? Because it was, it, it was God's vengeance in that case. It was God's vengeance because he stumbled the stumbled Jewish people. Mm-hmm. They, they, they seduced Jewish boys and killed them because of this. We, got, we had to kill them. What's, what's the incident in the Torah? Does, like the, the dude's sister gets like, kidnapped or something? And oh, Dina. Dina. Levy and Shimon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that not vengeance? And it was. It was. Is that God's vengeance, or is it, that? Well, well, it happens to be. There's different approaches to that, but what's clear in the verses, like the clear thing, is as follows: Shimon and Levi mm-hmm. uh, killed the city of Shechem, which is today Nablus. Uh, obviously, it was a different population then. And Yaakov did, did not, not only at that moment, did not agree with what they did. On his deathbed, he rebuked them again for what they did. So, um, it, you know, it's... Uh, but in a way, that, even though he rebuked them, they sort of did the right thing. The, there was the way, the way it's like done. That. Right. It was a certain thing was it was done. So, uh, listen, when you talk about self-defense or preservation of um, the Jewish people, that's, that's a different category. We're not, we're not being... No one, no one here has been kidnapped. If you're, or, or, or putting, there's no one shooting Katusha missiles at you, not that I know of. Um... I mean, if you go to Gaza around the border, maybe then you'll have that chassidshon. But but in, we're talking about our lives over here, and that you know, again, if someone's a robber, if somebody's if you have a relative um, pilfering money from your bank account, that's not revenge. That's self-defense. That's 
taking care of something. You know, revenge is a poor word. Yeah. We're talking about revenge, it's kapi shmaya, by the way. It's not for us. Uh-huh. You know, I once said a story that Rabbi Saul Miller, who was here many years ago, said he's once by a bulletin board in Lakewood, and a guy was irate. Oh, is he irate? Because the, the Lakewood is like, you know, thousands of people in this yeshiva, and there's like signs that go up. Right. And somebody's sign was taken down. So it's like the chutzpah that this sign was taken down. Like, who... Who has the right to go ahead and take down a sign? Who gave them permission? Mm-hmm. So the guy, you know, the guy's you know going crazy. So he yeah, said, to put up the sign. "Well, uh, yeah, there's permission to put that sign." Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that that place he had permission Next into. Um, but so the guy said to he said to the guy he said, "You know, well, I don't understand, but like, why are you so upset? Because it was my sign. <laughs> it was my the, the fact. So he didn't say it was my. It was my who any sign. No one has permission down that guy." But when it's your sign, all of a sudden it's, it's like righteous indignation. You know, when somebody's cut someone off on the highway, you don't care that much, right? But when it's to you, <laughs> and to me, you know, when I'm not, so usually it's not real. It's not l'shem shemaim. It's not real revenge. So you're not allowed to take revenge for yourself, but for Hashem. Yeah, there are points. Yes, yeah, so there are. I mean, in general, there are things that we when it, when we can totally be disattached emotionally. Listen, here, let me be very frank. If you are a teacher in a class. If a kid is disrespectful, you need to manage that class. I mean, that's that's just how life goes. That's not revenge. It's not revenge, right? But it's it's doing it needs to be done. Words, even when you do it, you don't want to do well, it revengefully. Well, like like you said, if somebody needs to be taught something, you, you don't get angry at them. Right. You do it in exactly. Or have, you're in control. Right. Revenge would be when you're out of control. Right. Exactly. We have cities of refuge in Torah because uh, relatives can sort of. Yeah, so that, that, that has to do with way more than that. That's actually forms of punishment for a person who is careless uh, and killed. Right? That's so, it's true, though. You're, you're, you're correct. It's called revenge. But that, that really is, is, is are, are they empowered to actually, the person has an actual death sentence on them, and they're just going to carry that out. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they're the only ones allowed to carry that out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Yibam is... Only the brother can do it because the Torah says leave right marriage. And the city is a refuge. It, it can only be certain relatives. Uh, and they are empowered by the Torah to, to, to kill the person. So an Avera becomes a mitzvah like in both cases. Right, exactly. Because mm-hmm. right, a, a Yibam, by the way, if it's no mitzvah, it's actually a, a terrible Avera. It's, it's, adul- it's, it's not adultery. It's incest. Mm-hmm. Right? A form of incest. Okay, so... So if, so if you get hit, you get insulted more likely. You get humiliated. Don't, 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 don't. If there's nothing to be gained, don't do anything back. And the truth is, at, on a, if you're a, a little bit hecher, a little bit higher, don't even be angry. Your own eyes, like, we're not perfect. You know, the fact that, that you were insulted or hurt, it's a kapara, it's a rectification. Uh, you know, we like to, and we all love, everyone, every human being likes to be intention, praise, uh, noble recognition. But you know, at, at some level, it's not good for us. At some level, it's uh, a, 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 a put down once in a while puts us in place. Who were you saying, you were telling us once that somebody always wanted that to be done to, was it? Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim. wanted it for, because Chavetz yeah, Chaim, yeah, right. yeah. He, he wanted to be rebuilt. Right. That's right. Uh, one of the Hasidim uh, were asked, what was the happiest day of your life? 
they, th- they said, the truth is, my happiest day was that I had a, a geschmack of steak, that I went to Cancun, you know, that I got a new car. This is not an Italian answer, it's a Sicilian answer. I got a new car. Um, that's not my happiest day. Those things are, are material, you know, they're, they're ultimately, they're, they're not bad things to have necessarily, but sometimes even these things are not good or bad. The Misha was smoyach. Who altoivas hanefesh? The tell you that the happiest day of my life, the happiest day of my life, was when I had a spiritual um, good thing happen to me. Now you think spiritual? I finished shas. I'm about to die me. For those who are smart and fortunate enough to be at the shas, when they finish shas, when you have a hundred thousand people dancing in, in, in MetLife Stadium, it's going to be wild. You should, you should go. It's wild. I'm telling you, it's you there last time. Was that wild? Yes. And if you actually finish us, it's a great feeling of accomplishment. And you're celebrating with so many Jews. Um, Nicole has a smaller one a few days later here, January 5th. Uh, but, but It's amazing. You go on the subway and everybody, half the people on the subway were going there. To the Sima Shas. Yeah, yeah. It was like all in New York and they were reporting it on the radio. Yeah, of course. Of course. So the Babylonian Talmud. The Babylonian Talmud. Yeah, for, for thousands of years. They're reporting this on the radio. Yeah. So, uh, so it's a great feeling. It's local news. So what would you think, what would you think that um, the, the, this person would say, I finished Shas, what was his spiritual? Not wasn't physical. What was his spiritually happiest day of his life? The um, should be Yom Echad. He said he was the happiest day of his life. He was sitting on a boat. And I happen to know when this happened because it was in the twelfth century. Uh, I was sitting on a boat. Yeah, he's sitting on a boat, and the boat. You know, the old days, the boat was you know like today. It's multiple multiple decks on the boat. And on the higher deck, there are Nashim Sarim Vashim. There was the nobility. You know, you talk about class disparity. And class, you know, people have a chap. You know what it was in the Middle Ages? That we were, what one percent versus? If you were a peasant, if you were you, from the, that that class, it was it wasn't. There was no you know, there was no taxes then. In fact, the people were taxed, so the people couldn't afford it. <laughs> right. It, it was, you know, the, the wealth came because they taxed to death. The church was the worst, by the way. They, they, the wealthiest, the biggest landowners in Europe, and they would sit there and money grub from every from every peasant, you know, that they can get from. So, uh, sound like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> no, that, I, 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 if you missed my beginning, I don't sound like that lunatic. Uh, so no, but there, of course there's abuses in the world. It's not like it's not those things. It's, it's not. But this, forgetting any money, social social redistribution policies. Um, the, the 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 fact is, is it wasn't just a money issue. If you were a peasant, you were treated like the dirt of this world. You had no rights. You had you had you had you had no respect with the nobility. Uh, and by the way, with the church, who again, who were, who were they, they, they were, the, they, were, they, were, they were anti-Semitic, terribly anti-Semitic, terrible, terribly uh, anti-intellectual in the Middle Ages. And unfortunately, because of all of this, it damaged religion in the Western world till today. I mean, they, they were so backwards in so many ways. Um, so, but this is not just there, it was in general. So the guy sitting in the lower deck and in the upper deck, there are the, the wealthy, wealthy people, nobility, 
and one of them had to relieve themselves. They went to the edge of the, 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 uh, of the boat. And when he saw this person sitting there, he said, this is called Kach. And he looked, ugh. He decided to, to urinate on him. And he went, and this guy literally, this one guy sitting down there, and the first guy on the top urinated on him. Uh... And he, he said, he looked at this guy, he's such a nebuch. This guy is such a behemoth. The guy was urinated on. You ever see that picture, by the way, of the Nazis making the Jews like, clean the streets of Vienna? And there's one guy from Vienna, he's like looking at them like, you are animals to these Nazis. Like, there's a famous picture. Like, he felt bad for these guys. He didn't feel bad for himself. Like, you guys are animals. You know, you're animals. Uh, and so, th- this person said, what a nebuch. He, didn't, he wasn't upset at all for himself. As he was so happy. It was the happiest day of his life that he did not get angry. That he had such spiritual... I mean, I personally get angry. <laughs> but this person was way higher than me. You know what they say this was? The Rambam. The Rambam is the first one who brings a story. And, and, and many say that the Rambam was talking about himself. So it's the, it was about the Rambam. You talk about the Rambam's greatness. We learn his works. That, you know how he became great to write such works? The happiest day of his life. You know, we can control ourselves. It's typical. I had a lady tell me recently, I'm in my late 60s or 70s. You think I'm going to change now? You think I, you know... I'm not, I can't change now. I'm, I'm a, don't beat a, a dead horse. You know you can't you can't change me now. No, a person has to know uh, that that we can change ourselves. And this person, and the, the Rambam writes, you know, is at least I was able. Person came in not expect to be. If you're still angry. Don't answer back. At least until you're you're calm. be if you if you if you're not that level. Like they could be the happiest day of your life. At least learn not to answer back. You know who the, re- the greatest recipient will be? We'll be that way. We'll, we, the person gets angry, that anger stays in their heart. They, they, you can't even dive in. You can't even focus. Your blood pressure goes up. You ruin your relationships. You know, and you can be like that boy who goes to the principal and gets in trouble. Gets to, you know, if they're doing things much worse, and you just would have been quiet, you would have been the, the, the victor. You would have been really rewarded. So even in, in a situation, um, even a situation where a person is insulted, and even insulted or denigrated unjustifiably, the derech as a general rule, again, if a person is in a danger to you, that's a game changer. I mean, I'm not talking danger. It's a, your sign was pulled off the wall. It's me. How can they do this to me? You're upset because it's your honor. It's your cover. It's your, you know, it's... You know, it's the best, the, the best way. Actually, Rabbi Rosenblum, Jonathan Rosenblum, uh, was here last night. He said a story of the Chazanish uh, to the boys, the, the, the little boys. So I'll tell you, just to end off, the Chazanish was once walking in Lithuania with a student uh, and some little Litvish kids, anti-Semitic. You know, actually, when I was in Poland in 1994, I believe, at, at one point I had a group of yeshiva students and some little Polish kid was running after us saying anti-Semitic remarks. A little kid. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, that, 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 that he didn't learn that, learned that at home. 
walking after. So they, this is this is not a new thing. So he, the, 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 they were walking with walking with student, and some Litvishe anti-Semites started making comments at the Chazanish and the students. So the students started answering him back, "You stupid Litvak! You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you just go home." You, you, you more. So the Chazanish looked at him. He says, "To be nishta ben you're not a ben Taira. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there answering his little kids. Says, what are you lowering below, below you? Now again, if you had a person, you have to fight. If you're an anti-Semite, a Louis Farrakhan. Uh, Alinda Sassor. So you, because there's a point to fighting them, but just to, there's a point. These and we should fight them. They're snakes, and they're they're a danger to us. It's like that that article I sent you. It's, yeah, it's yeah, really right, exactly. The, the people who need to be fought have to be fought, but, but when it's just about a little kid and it's your own honor, then you're not a bentor if you have to answer. <laughs>